Hi, everybody. Welcome to Elizabeth Chance podcast. And it's Busy Living Sober. And it is episode 328. And today's topic is Sober Curious. And I want to thank Soberlink for being my sponsor. We need to talk about alcohol recovery in the workplace, talking about sobriety and proving it to your employer can be so difficult. And our friends at Soberlink want to help. If you need a reliable way to prevent, to present documented proof of sobriety, if you need a place to go and get documented proof of sobriety to a boss or a loved one, Soberlink can help. Soberlink is a high-tech portable breathalyzer system that uses facial recognition technology to verify your identity, and it has unique sensors to ensure that no air sources are being used and sends results directly to your specified contacts. So there's no questioning whether or not you took the test and whether or not you altered the reporting. This is why Soberlink's remote alcohol monitoring system is considered the gold standard. Being in recovery from alcohol does not define the future of your career. Let Soberlink help. Learn about more about Soberlink and request a $50 promo code by visiting www.soberlink.com slash BLS for Busy Living Sober. And I will actually put that link in the description on this podcast. So if you have any question on how to get Soberlink or the $50 promo code, go visit my website. Um, at elizabethchance.com or busylivingsober.com. Both places will take you to where you need to go to get um, this link. And there is no reason to be ashamed, right? But, you know, some of us are ashamed and some of us were so ashamed that they even came up with the code sober, not ashamed and actually had a ton of shame. And that is me. And I was so ashamed but getting this actual device, it's kind of smart because if somebody thinks like questions you and says, wait a minute, you're not sober. I don't believe you. You have this tool that says, guess what? It's got my back. It just recorded me. I just breathed into it. It knows exactly, I mean, who I am. It, I, it was me. Look, here's the reporting. It says I'm sober. And I think it's brilliant. And we don't have to be, um, we don't have to defend ourselves. It's just right there in plain text that you are sober. And I think it's huge. And a $50 promo code, I know it's expensive. So this is a huge thing to use and a huge gift. So I read on somebody's Instagram, I think it actually was my oldest friend Jeannie's Instagram yesterday, that this is going to be the biggest year for Sober Curious. And I never was sober curious. I actually just got sober and <laughs> I wasn't curious. I realized I'd heard what AA was from family members, but I never really thought of doing AA or getting sober. I just didn't until I did. And so I was never sober curious. It was like, I got a problem. I got to change. And I'm that kind of person. I'm a big or go home person. So I go all the way or I don't go at all. That's just how I am. That's how I've always been. That's the way I drank. I drank uh, not one, but 47 but there's this thing so sober curious and people are really into it. You know, people are really in realizing that, oh my gosh, this is something I want to try. This is something I want to do. I feel like I might have a problem, but I'm not sure. And I don't know about that AA thing because it's kind of scary and it's kind of a cult. People talked about that all the time. I always thought it was a cult for a long time myself. And I was like, 
I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if for the rest of my life I want to quit drinking. I just know I don't like myself when I drink and I think I'm drinking too much. And it's so funny. I don't think it's funny, but it's kind of relevant in the way that I didn't, I, I was the one that felt like I had a problem. It wasn't what anybody else thought. It was more like, oh my God, I cannot do this anymore because I was a blackout drinker. So I didn't remember anything I did the night before. So I'd wake up in the morning and be like, what did I do? Who did I hurt? Who did I not hurt? I was, I was a drinker that drank, you know, alcoholically from the very beginning. And I say that because I always took it to the next level. Now, I know some people aren't blackout drinkers and they decide to put it down. I know that some people um, casually drank and then it got to this other point. And then things happen in our lives and we take it to the next level and we use it as medication not to feel. And I know a lot of people do that because alcohol is so prevalent and it's such a part of our society that who would think that it actually does bad things to us. And in my course that I've been taking, my wellness course, the woman who runs the school, actually, it was a nurse at Georgetown. And she said she doesn't know anyone that got breast cancer that wasn't a big drinker. And it's kind of interesting. Now, I don't know if that's true, but it's like every person she said that gets breast cancer, it's like it's associated with drinking. And um, that's what she claims. So if that is true, I, I would get that. I, I mean, I guess that, that that is, a, I don't know if it's a fact, but it's something she actually portrays is a fact. And um, so we get, but drinking is, again, it's so prevalent and it does give us this ability not to feel. We don't have to feel when we're drinking. We get to be totally oblivious. At least I was when I drank. It um it it makes everything softer. It makes everything um in the beginning you get this buzz which lasts for me for seconds. Um it does it never lasted minutes. It never that perfect buzz is what we chase the whole time. And so here we are on the precipice of being new year's a new year it's happening actually in two days right it's almost 31st so it's 29 30 31 so we have three days and we're sitting here and we're like what are new new year's resolutions and i saw that um you know this other person that i actually really like who is a co- i think she's a coach i don't know what you would describe mel robbins as but she's um she had one thing on the other day, which was like how, what a great parent she was and how they went and they, they do all these great things with their family. And I didn't do, I didn't take my kids to, even though they love video games, I never went to a video game convention. thought that was interesting. I did go to crew matches, um, crew meets on the Schuylkill. And I did go to many gyms and watch wrestling and football games and tennis and squash and all that stuff that my kids played. But I didn't go to conventions for stuff that I wasn't interested in. I just have to be honest about that. But she did mention that she was starting this 75-day thing with her kids, her daughter and her daughter's boyfriend. And she's they're doing this thing together. And um, a lot of people, and she said one of the things they're not doing is drinking. And I think a lot of people come into 2020, probably a lot of people's New Year's resolution is I'm not going to drink. 
I'm not going to drink for a month. So December, January comes and they say, okay, I'm not going to drink. I'm going to use these next 30 days not to drink. And I'm going to tell you that um, when I quit drinking, it wasn't for 30. You know what? I, I don't even know how long it was for. I just know that I was like, I have to quit drinking. It's, um, it's drinking was my life. I, it, it's what I did for fun. It's what I did or not for fun. It's what I did to be social. It's what I did all the time. And, um, it was my social outlet was going to drink. And I drank with a lot of people and I had a lot of friends at the bar and a lot of friends that I grew up with that all we did was drink together. Um, that was our common thing that we did. We drank, we partied, we were partiers and we always took it to the next level. And I, you know, I had a lot of repercussions from my drinking that weren't great. And, um, I had a lot of fun when I was drinking that was fun, but being sober curious, I guess is a coin. I don't think that was even a phrase 17 years ago. Um, but you know, now people are sober curious. They're like, what is this sobriety about? And there's all these different programs you can buy and all these things you can do. And you can get these apps that tell you how long you've been sober, how many minutes, how much money you've saved by, um, by not drinking. It's kind of like smoking. You quit smoking. How much money have you saved from not smoking? And, um, when you quit drinking, because it's, it's not okay to smoke anymore. Everybody used to smoke when I was growing up. Um, you could smoke everywhere. You could smoke in hospitals. You could smoke anywhere you wanted to smoke. And um, then you used to go to AA meetings and people would smoke all the time when I was getting sober. And now it's totally not in to smoke cigarettes. In fact, it's better to vape, which I don't even know what that's about, but it sounds kind of bad considering they just, they, you can't even vape in Europe because it's so bad for you, but you can still smoke. I guess smoking is better for cigarettes is better than smoking vape. But um, again, we're not here to talk about smoking. We're here to talk about drinking and um, being curious about what it's like to quit drinking is um, it's for me when I first quit, I was, and I can still remember it because I would, I, for me, I went to AA because it was a way to make friends. I wanted to have friends that didn't drink. And I'm like, where can I meet people that don't drink? And that was the perfect place to go, right? AA, because everybody there doesn't drink. And so I went there and that was my place to make my new friends. And um, I know a lot of people are afraid of doing that because they're like, I don't want to go to an AA meeting with those people. I don't even know these people. And that's kind of scary. I don't want to do that. Um, and I know people that drove miles. I just heard about somebody the other day. I met her and she you would take her mom to meetings like in town, like 35 minutes away, just that, so that they'd hope that they wouldn't run into somebody they knew. And so that might not be an option for you, but you're like, how am I going to do this? Zoom is a great way to check out an AA meeting, by the way, today, because you can go on Zoom. You can be in your house. You can be anywhere. You can be on your phone, in a park, in your car, anywhere and checking out a meeting. And you don't even have to say your name. And, um, it's kind of cool, but here we are at this, um, new year's and you're going to quit. And you're like, what is this going to be like? I'm going to do it one day at a time. And <clears throat> the one thing about AA is they have tools that you can use while you're quitting. And one of those tools is, um, rule 62. You can't take yourself too seriously. 
Another thing is, is um, when you're not drinking, you get a lot more feelings and feelings are not facts, but they sure feel like facts at the time. And I especially think for women, um, and I don't, my husband doesn't hold on to things like I do. He kind of can let them go. And I remember when my oldest son was little and I would be like upset about something and he'd look at me and he'd be like, mom, oh my God, why are you still upset with, about this thing? He let it go. What the, guys let things go a lot easier than girls do. And I don't know why that is, but it is. And, um, so these feelings are going to come up for you and you're going to feel kind of jittery. And um, I don't recommend quitting drinking without talking to your doctor, especially if you're uh, if you drink every day. I think speaking to your doctor is very important because I've known people that have died from detoxing on, from alcohol. You need to do it with your doctor. You cannot just decide I'm going to do cold turkey and then it's not good. You need to at least have a conversation with your doctor. Go on teledoc if you don't want, if you don't feel comfortable talking to your real doctor and you need to talk to somebody, you need to talk to your doctor and say, this is where I'm coming from. I am, um, I want to quit drinking and can you help me? And they say that when you can go on a diet, I talk to my doctor about my diet all the time and what I'm eating and what I'm not eating. And we're monitoring everything together. So I'm not going to go and throw my body into something crazy. So before quitting drinking and doing, if you're going to do a sober January, talk to your doctor, do not do this on your own because you can have jitters. You can go into seizures. You can have a seizure and die. So you really want to make sure you talk to your doctor before you just quit cold turkey. Um, so you're going to quit and all these feelings are going to come up and it's just the way it is. And you're going to feel jittery. I felt really jittery. I, um, I replaced ice cream for alcohol. I did. Um, I went to Baskin Robbins all the time um, just because I'd have that sweet tooth and alcohol has so much sugar in it that you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I want ice cream. I can tell you today, if I were to quit drinking, I'd probably have an apple every day instead. An apple a day is so good for you. And they, I know there was that whole thing when we were growing up an apple a day, we'll keep it doctor away, but there is a truth to that. And so having an apple with you at all times, especially when you're craving is a great, great, great thing. Just cut it up and have some almond butter with it or peanut butter, whatever you prefer. Um, almond butter is better for you, obviously, than peanut butter. But um, but having that instead of having the drink is because there's a lot of sugar in that. There's a lot of sugar in berries. Um, there's a lot of sugar in um, ice cream and candy bars and um I also am a big believer in whipped cream. I love whipped cream. So homemade whipped cream, mm, so good with peanut butter and apple. You've got yourself a dessert there and you're not having um, alcohol and it's really good. I know that when I was first getting sober and I'd go to a party and they didn't have desserts, I'd be like, what are you kidding me? You don't have a dessert at this party. What are you talking about? Who doesn't have dessert? Dessert is like the best thing. And especially if you're doing a sober, sober session and if you decide to quit drinking and you're like, I'm going to quit drinking, I'm going to quit eating flour, I'm going to quit eating carbs, I'm going to do all these things, you're going to set yourself up for disaster. I'm just going to tell you, you cannot just quit everything at once. It's too much. It's too much. We are so 
hard on ourselves and we put all these restrictions on ourselves and we're like, I have to quit this. I have to quit that. I have to quit this. I have to quit that. I'm not good at this. I'm not good at that. And we sign up to do this big thing. And this big thing, it just becomes too overwhelming, at least for me. And if I, if I mess up, then I'm like, forget it. I'm done. I messed up. I'm already done. That's why with this drinking thing, I've had to do the drinking thing one day at a time from the very beginning. And still to this day, I might've just said I have 17 years, but I just do it one day at a time. Um, don't drink one day at a time. And some days it's going to be minutes at a time. You might go, okay, I haven't drank in five minutes. I haven't drank in 10 minutes. I have this craving. I want to have it. I don't want to have it. We have these things in our head, right? We've got this little guy that says, be good. And this other one says, be bad. And um, go have it, go have it. And we can justify anything in our own brains if we want to. But really getting to that place where you're like, I'm, I don't want to do it. Um, I have to tell you that I fell to my knees when I was getting sober. My the la the morning I woke up and I was hungover. And those of you that know me personally know that I do not run. I still do not run to this day. I, I hate running. It's horrible. I will walk anywhere you want me to walk, but I don't run. But I went running this morning and it was August 14, 2006. And I went running on the beach and it was hot as balls in New Jersey. Oh my God, it was so hot. And I went running on the beach and I fell to my knees and I said, God, please help me. I just cannot drink anymore. And he took away the craving and I was sincere. I knew in my heart, it didn't matter about my kids. It didn't matter about my family of origin. It just mattered about me. And I didn't want to wake up anymore feeling like shit. I'd woken up for so long, waking up, feeling like, what did I do? What did I say? Who did I hurt? Oh my God. I don't remember. Oh my God. I've embarrassed myself again. And it was just me. And I remember coming home and telling my family I was going to quit. And they were like, you're going to quit. Like, you're not going to quit. You're like the party or to the end of the day, to, to the last breath. And I was like, no, I can't do it anymore. I just can't, I have to quit. And they were like, all right, all right. And I asked for some help. And I know as Americans, it's sometimes hard for just us for, to ask for help because we're like, I don't want to ask for help. That shows weakness. I don't want anybody to really see my insights, right? I, it makes me look weak. When I was growing up, it was like, don't have feelings. Just, just keep walking. Just keep walking. Shut up and do not cry and just keep walking. And um, doing that really put a big steel wall around my heart by not being my authentic self. It really made me feel sad because I wasn't being who I really was. I was being. I was shutting myself up to be what somebody else wanted me to be and not what I really wanted to be. It was really hard. And having that 
sense of like, I don't know who I am. I'm what everybody else wants me to be. I'm like a chameleon. You want me to hang out with the stoners? I hang out with the stoners. If you want me to hang out with the partiers, I'm going to hang out with the partiers. If you want me to hang out with the prudes, I'm going to hang out with the prudes. If you want me to hang out with the people that fit in the square box, I'm going to go do it. But when you're doing that and you're being what everybody else wants you to be, you have no idea who you are. I had no idea who I was. I did what everybody else wanted me to be. I felt like my whole life was a checklist, right? I was like, all right, graduate from high school, check. Go to college, check. Marry the right guy, check. Move into the right neighborhood, check. Move into the nicest house, check. Have the nicest car, check. Have the biggest bank account, check. Have this many kids, check. Take your kids to the right schools, check. Have your kids graduate from high school. Check. Have your kids go to college. Check. Have your kids get married one day. Check. Have everybody get like each other. Check. Well, guess what? It doesn't always work out like that. I can't go and do the checks. I tried. My first husband and I didn't make it. We made it not even 10 years. My marriage only lasts not even 10 years. We were both alcoholics. It was doomed for not greatness. It was doomed to go in the shitter and it did. And I had to deal with that feelings like, Oh my God, I'm a loser. I got divorced. Oh my God, I'm a loser. I split my family apart. Oh my God. Those feelings overwhelming drink, 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 drink. You know, I know people who have lost their loved ones. They've lost their spouses and this is not how their story was supposed to go. They were not supposed to be alone. And I feel alone and I'm going to drink, 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 drink. Cause that feeling it's this hole in our soul is what the drinking does. It's this hole that we try to fill this hole that we just feel not adequate. We aren't fitting. We're not fitting. I don't fit in the group with the people that are married. I don't fit in the group that the people that are, you know, divorced. I just fit in this. I'm a widow and I don't fit or I am divorced and I don't fit with the divorce days. I can't drink or I go out and I drink and I do things that I don't like. And it feels awful. It feels awful. Those feelings that we judge ourselves. And so when we get sober, at least for me, I spent a lot of time in the past when I was getting sober, thinking about things that I wish were different. I could have done this differently. I would have done this differently. I wish I had done this differently. I wish I wasn't an alcoholic. I wish I didn't pick up that first drink. I would have picked somebody different if I were sober. I could have done something differently. But I realized after a while that doing this wishing and coulda and shoulda and woulda and could, I was putting this judgment on myself. Because there was no money that was going to take me back to change what I had done in the past. Nothing was going to change that. I was never going to be able, I still to this day cannot go back to eight months ago and wish that I'd shown up at a situation differently. I showed up as me, my authentic me. And not everybody's going to like us. It's okay. Not everybody's going to like us, but don't waste your time 
looking in that rearview mirror that's this big, right? If you go look in your car and you measure it, it's like this big and you spend your entire time. I wasted so much time looking in this rearview mirror that was this big when right in front of me was this windshield that was this big, right? I'm here right now. And the biggest challenge for me, and maybe you can relate to this, is living in this moment and going, okay, I'm here right now. It is 10.20 a.m. on December 29th, Thursday, December 29th, 2022. I am in this moment. I'm not at 10.25 and I'm not at 9.25 a.m. I already went to 9.25 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I've already went there. I can't go back there. I can learn from what I've done previously. And I say this because, you know, we do the same things over and over and over again. And we expect different results, right? And that's insane. So we have to change. And changing is fucking hard, man. Changing is hard stuff. It is so hard. I have been in a time, I'm right now in a time where I am like, I got to change and it sucks. And I'm trying to open my heart more. I'm trying to get to a different place. I'm trying to put down my big steel wall that I have around my heart that I've had for four, 54 years. I'm trying to push it down. And it's so hard. I even reached out to a lady in Australia. I'm like, somebody help me with my heart. I want to have an open heart. I don't want to have judgment. I just want to love. 2023 is my year of love. It's my year of opening my heart and being vulnerable and being able to cry. Because for so long, I couldn't cry. I feel like, it's so funny. I feel like um, Cameron um, Diaz in that movie, um, The Holiday, you know, she's going around and she's like, I can't cry, I can't cry. And finally she cries. I want to be like that. I want to cry this year. I want to be more authentic. I want to change. And as I mentioned, this change is hard. And so if you're going to tell me that you're going to change, not you're not going to drink, I think that's a big enough thing to change, okay? If you've been drinking for a long time and that's been your out and you're going to say, I'm going to do Sober Curious for January, that's all you need to do. You don't need to not drink and go to the gym three times a day or go exercise twice a day and you need to watch your carbs and you need to watch your sugar and you need to put all these things. You pile it up and it's like, and it's this mountain that gets up here that you're supposed to change all this stuff. And you're like, it's too much. It's too much. It's exhausting. We sometimes just have to go, okay, it's too much. I'm out. I can't do it. So then you, then everything falls away. And there you are at January 15th, maybe January 20th, and you've thrown in the towel and you're like, it's too much. So just do one thing, please just do one thing. All these people get on social media and say, do all this stuff. And it's just too much. It's overwhelming. And it's too much. It's just too much. So if it's just alcohol, you're going to quit right now. That's enough. Like me opening my heart is enough. That's all I'm going to promise myself to do this year. That's all I can do. And I'm just going to do it one day at a time. I'm just going to try to open my heart a little bit more. Let that down a little bit more. Be a little more honest each day. Just let it down. Let it down. And know that I don't fit in a box. That's me. I don't fit in a box. I am not a box fitter. I do not fit in a box. I can't go and check all these things and say, this is who I am. 
I just can't. I'm a human. I'm not a robot. God made all of us, one of us. We all have strengths and we all have weaknesses. And we don't need to focus on the weakness as much as we have to do the strength. And we don't have to look at all these things that's different about each of us. Like we all, some of us are Republicans, some of us are Democrats, some of us believe in this, and some of us believe in that. But we have to come to this common place that we are all humans, having human experiences, and we want to love each other. And we want to support each other, not tear each other down. Who gives a shit if you've got great tits or you don't? If you got a great ass or you don't? These Kardashians and all this plastic shit that we've been talking about in America these past couple of years is just enough, enough, stop. We all have bumps. We all have lumps. And we all, I pray, are going to slide into those golden gates of heaven one day and go, damn, this was a great ride. I can tell you, I drank for 37 years. I got sober at 37. Obviously, I was did not start drinking until I was 13. So whatever, how many years that is, I'm not great at math. But um, 24 years, I guess that is. And so, you know, knowing that those 30, that those 24 years that I drank, I don't regret it. It was a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun stories. But here I am today. And today I'm sober. I'm happy. Most of the time, um, I have gratitude and I'm going to end with this. If you're going to do this, if you're going to do the sober curious for January, just do that. Promise yourself. That's all you're going to do. And you're going to write a gratitude list every day. And you're going to be like, you're crazy. I don't have my journal with me. It's in the other room, but keep your journal. Go buy a journal, go buy a journal that you like, that you're going to find joy in writing in every day. Now, I don't like little squares on calendars because I write too big. I want a nice, nice, nice spiral. I'm like into spiral. Like I have a, it's like, I think it's whatever. It's an eight by four. I don't know what it is, but I have this nice journal that I got at home goods. It was on clearance for $6.99 and I write in it every day. And so write in it every day and write what you're grateful for. And sometimes it might just be that you can see, that you can hear, that you have feet, that you have the ability to listen today, that you didn't drink that day. Whatever it is, write those five things you're grateful for. And before you go to bed, I have a separate journal that's next to my bed. And before I go to sleep, even though it's a pain in the ass because I'm so tired when I get into bed, but I do it anyway. I write what I'm what I'm worrying about right then because I know if I keep worrying about it, I'm going to take it to bed with me and I'm not going to sleep well. You want to sleep well. So put it down, whatever's bugging you before you go to sleep and just write thank you. If you believe in God, say thank you, God. If you don't believe in God, just say thank you to the universe, okay? But say thank you to somebody. Please, in the morning, please keep me sober. Please, and thank you. I'm grateful for these five things. And before you go to bed, this is what's bugging me. And thank you. That's it. And see how you feel. So this sober curious thing that you're going to try, is just going to be one day at a time. It's not going to be a week. It's not going to be a month. Just do January 1st and see how that feels. And then go to January 2nd. And see who the, how that feels. You just eat a sandwich one bite at a time. You don't eat the whole entire sandwich, do you? Because it doesn't fit in your mouth. Do this. Take this month if you decide you're just going to do it for a month. 
maybe you're going to do it for a month and you're going to be like, I want to do February too. Cause I feel so great. I've lost weight. I wake up in the morning. I feel so well rested. I feel so much better. Just try it. Just try it. See how it feels. Feel it. Feel it for so long. I didn't want to have a feeling because they were too scary. And these feelings are going to be overwhelming at times and reach out. Please reach out to me. You can reach out to me anytime. You can email me at elizabeth at elizabethchance.com and I promise to respond. You are not alone. This is going to be one day at a time and you might write to me and say, this is too scary. This is too hard. I fucking hate this. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And I'm going to say, I get it. I get it. I get it. You're going to have days you're like, fuck this. I don't want to do this. I have so many feelings. I hate everybody in my family. I hate everything in my life, but don't do it. Go for a walk write something, write to me, send me a long letter telling me how much you hate, hate this and hate it. And if you screw up, try it again tomorrow. Don't be so hard on yourself. Take it easy. Just do this one day at a time. Just do it just one day at a time. That's all you have to do. Cause you're only up for maybe 10 hours. I don't even know how many hours you're up. Maybe 14 hours. I don't know. Again, I'm not a math girl, but um, that's all I have for today. Happy new year. Um, I will be back next week and, um, you know, you're never alone. You have to remember that. I can tell you that. And I am not perfect by any stretch of imagination. The only thing I've done perfectly for since August 14, 2006 is not drink. I've done a lot of other bad things, but this, I will tell you, gives you a life beyond your wildest dreams. All right. Take care everybody. And I will talk to you next week and next year. So funny. All right. Talk to you next year. Take care. Bye.